Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. on my mind this morning was do we have any like follow-ups like I feel like we're always like you guys like please let us know my darlings like how did that work and (laughs) do people just not follow up or are you just so buried in questions about wedding planning okay so here's the thing it was impossible to find follow-ups in Instagram DMs but we have just recently switched to also including emails so we'll start getting more follow-ups we haven't yet but now I have folders so it's going to be a different situation I think if people I mean in order to follow up, that means you'd have to be listening to in that moment when we answer your question, they're like, please follow up. So if you follow up, maybe put in the subject heading, this is a follow up. No? Okay. Reply to the email that you've already sent. I- <laughs> All right, whatever you want. I don't know how that works. Whatever you want. I just think my idea is better for well, you. No, because then they're creating a new email. Yeah, but if it says follow up, and then if you, if you change the I subject. S- okay. Do that what- way it's like the context is in there the email the past email is there all right do you, the email right. is ask eliza podcast at gmail.com you can keep dming in but if you want a full follow-up threaded situation email us it's going to be much easier do we need to bring on an intern is it too much work <laughs> no literally this email thing is going to solve everything but we just started it okay um, to answer all of your questions, you guys, my trip was amazing. Um, I, I guess I'll just make going to Iceland my top of the cob. Okay. It was going to be Cafe de Oya, like the cinnamon sugar Mexican coffee, but mm. everybody knows that's, that's bomb. So I'll just, we'll do Iceland later. Everybody knows. Um, everybody knows. Okay. I also had... <laughs> I'm going to write this. Okay, I'm going to write now. I was going to make this my top or bottom of the cob. There should be like a, a combo cob mm-hmm. where you're like, I hate it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. That could be a new segment. Um, but I'm just going to say, do you remember at the beginning of the pandemic and like in the middle when people would just be like, hey, you guys, I hope you're staying so safe. Like everything like was preceded with or ended with like, you guys, I hope you're staying so safe. And it was always like from a shitty holier than thou person. Like you guys, um, like just know that like, I'm the one posting about black lives matter. No one else is. So just know that I'm the only one that understands civil issues. Okay. I hope you guys are staying so safe. Like it was almost the battle cry of somebody who was like there to sell you something. 
like click for 15% off. I hope you guys are staying so safe. Like, no, you don't. You hope they're just alive enough to like buy your shit. Hey, hope you guys are staying safe. That's my new thing, by the way, is also doing an impression of a shitty guy every time I impersonate a shitty girl because I think we're always making fun of women and there are plenty of like dumb guys out there named like Traxton who have like nutritional supplements. I mean, I am constantly thinking about when Sandra Bullock was on Adam Ray's podcast and she's like, why do you do that voice for your mom? Like, it's so rude to your mom. She doesn't sound like that. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah. Every guy, I'm talking about this on stage now. Actually, I don't want to talk about it because someone will steal it. I'm so fucking tired of people like stealing my shit and like rebranding it. Like there's that one loser who has like a tweet that went viral that was like, being an older millennial makes me want to gather around the modest mouse. I'm like, that is literally my joke, you fucking loser. And you just changed it from Snapchat to modest mouse. There's no way you thought of all of that. I'm just so tired of like the internet comics being like, what if I take hard work from a comic and like rebrand it as my own and put it in a tweet from an account that does nothing and hope it fucking blows up. You know, what's interesting is that used to be like, quote unquote, a bigger problem. I think it's still a problem, but it used to be there were two or three big meme accounts. So when they stole stuff, they'd get called out. But now there's so many of those accounts branched off. Probably a million people are stealing stuff. You're just not seeing it all. I don't even, yeah, and it's also like, what are you going to do? Right. But it is annoying that people are like, look what I can get away with. It's like, oh, about parallel development. It's like, what about you seeing my shit and stealing it because you're afraid to be in front of an audience? Anyway, (laughs) folks, you got the questions. I hope you're staying so safe, you guys. Stay so safe. Um, Link in my bio to my toolkit to buy all my shit. What? (laughs) I just, there's... It's always... (laughs) So many of those celebrities. I'm so tired of them. I'm so tired of your fake altruism. I hope you guys are staying so safe. No, you fucking don't. They're also, really worried. we're not in a pandemic anymore. Well. Can I tell you? I had to take a COVID test for a TV appearance. Mm. And they sent those like Binax, like mini computers that you just throw away into the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, although, as we know from my Top of the Cob a couple weeks ago, I do take out the batteries to power my podcast. But it didn't work. And I took the little vial out and I put it back in and then it worked. And then I came up as testing positive. I'm like, that's your default is testing positive, which of course sent me into a tailspin. And I'm just like testing myself with other tests. I don't have COVID. No. But like, that's bullshit that it wouldn't just blink or say like error. It's like, well, if it fucks up, we'll just say you have it. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that test because Jamie Lee Curtis posted hers because everybody got sick at the Golden Globes. Now they all can't go to the Critics' Choice Awards and whatever else. So I'll tell you what, I went to the Jimmy Kimmel 20th anniversary, Jimmy Kimmel Live 20th anniversary party, and they did not mess around. It was like, you need to upload this test to a website, prove it with a third party. It wasn't just like, take a picture of your test. And I really appreciated how seriously they took it. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people do the test just so they don't get sued for like spreading COVID. Mm -hmm. But like, I felt safe. I didn't love breathing on people, but I felt safe. And I've definitely done some high profile things where they're like, just send us the picture or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's right. Nobody cares. Yeah. So of course they did it right. Yeah. Now that we're staying so safe. Did you watch that new documentary that has a big Jimmy Kimmel chunk, the hitchhiking hatchet wielder? Like 30 minutes of it was just about his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) I don't know what we're talking about. Okay. I don't even know what we're talking about. 
Hi, Eli, said Emily. <laughs> I'm a 38-year-old guy in Utah, and I was diagnosed with schizophrenia at age 16. In the past three years, I've gotten down to a respectable 212 pounds, gotten a degree, and obtained a position as a writer and a marketing agency. I've only dipped Whoa. my toes in the water so far, but I am attracting better-looking and better-educated women, and I've never been more viable as a mate. How do I go about... Well, that's that's <laughs> one way to not make yourself viable is describe yourself as a viable mate. How do I go about disclosing my illness in a dating setting? If I wait too long, it could verge on dishonesty. But if I talk about it too soon, it would likely end whatever chances I might have to prove myself as a partner. I don't feel like I owe anybody an explanation, but I also don't want to withhold something like this that can affect my life to greater or lesser degrees. Where, when, and how would be a good time and way to tell someone I just started dating? Thanks, Jesse. I vote first date. Like that's when I think we've had this question before. Where like I've we got the guy who's got out of prison, right? I've got a secret. Whether you're ashamed or not, which of course you shouldn't be. This is a part of who you are, for better or for worse. And you know, I'm sure the good side to it, like maybe it in diagnosing and fixing it, it motivated you to do other things. Like I'm sure that there are components of this that are not the worst thing ever. This is a part of you, and because you have nothing to be ashamed of. That's what a first date is for. Yeah. I feel like people forget, like, that's why you're not just going right to the altar. Like, you're getting to know each other. It's just a first date. It's just coffee. It's just a blooming onion. It's just axe throwing. <laughs> it's just walking around a lake. It's just being in a mansion with eight other people trying to go on a date with you. Remember when I hosted a dating show? Um, so you just close it then. And, and never forget, the right person for you will be okay with it. Yeah, And this is for all information, whether it's about your gender or your sexuality or uh, a mental uh, illness or your past or a prison record or your children, or if you prefer cats or dogs, like this is a part of who you are and they deserve, to, the other person deserves to know what they're dealing with. Because you're right, if you don't tell them, then it will feel like you were trying to trap them. And the right person will see past it or have questions or go out a second time. And, you know, you can't help that you have it and you can't help how you manage it. And you say, I have this, I take this medication. Here's what I do. And the right person will be okay with it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Never forget, like you're auditioning them too. Yeah. Tell them when you're face-to-face. -face. Doesn't need to go on your dating yeah. profile. Doesn't need to be DM'd. No. But if you're there's a lot that does, I mean, there's trapping. Like, I don't think consider that like entrapment. Like that's a personal medical thing. Like, the government doesn't even have access to that sometimes. So you tell them over the, over a shared uh, ma macchiato, iced, iced frapp Oreo Frappuccino. I would love that. I know. I know you would. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already 
stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, Eliza. Emily, an assorted babies, both human and fur, love the pod. I've been an avid listener since the start. I'm 38 yes. female. I have a useless master's degree, which I used to teach high school. Yo, that is a useful job. Like, you may not use that master's degree, but thank God you're in crippling debt and you're willing to take a job as one of America's teachers because we need you. Yeah. So thank you for your service. You know how hard it is to be a teacher? You have to not only understand scholastic adaptations for kids, you have to know karate. <laughs> Hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, you got to be like Gun a control. therapist. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. You have to be a peanut patrolman <laughs> and shape the young minds of TikTokers everywhere. Okay. My mom was married and divorced twice. So I have my dad who has always been in my life and my stepdad who has been in my life since I was a young child. My mom and stepdad got divorced nine years ago, but they were together for 20, and I still maintained a relationship with him afterwards. He was a good grandpa to my son, and he's my brother's dad. We have different dads in case that didn't come across. 
My mom passed away a few months ago and we had gone kind of low contact with my stepdad during her illness, mostly out of stress, nothing personal. We posted about the funeral services online and went old school and had it in the newspaper, so didn't specifically invite anyone. Anyhow, I woke up to a group text from my stepdad to me and my brother that said something along the lines of, you guys didn't invite me to your mom's funeral. I don't know (gasps) if you forgot or did it on purpose, but if you forgot, you're idiots. And if it was on purpose, then fuck you. Oof. So I wrote back saying he needed to give us grace. We didn't invite anyone. He didn't reach out to ask about services and we were preoccupied. I did reach out to tell him when she died, so he knew that. He again wrote back being very rude, so I wrote back being a lot more curt and said he needed to figure out what his own issue was and not take it out on us, and I blocked his number. Because it was a group text, at some point my brother wrote back saying, I accept your apology, and so I asked him to send me the apology. It was fine, nothing spectacular. I unblocked his number but didn't say anything. My question is, do I need to reach out? Should I accept yes. the apology? Christmas came and went with no contact to me, but he did mail a gift card to each of my children and my son texted thanks to him. I don't know what I need to do from here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you definitely reach out. This is a man who you're all hurting. You lost your mom. I mean, I get that it was in the paper and everybody should be given grace because you did lose your mom, but it does feel a little deliberate to not reach out to her ex-husband who was there for her illness and kind of include him. So you're treating... She told him that she died. If he he could have been like, hey, share the funeral details with me when you can. I would really like to attend and honor her memory or something. I, I, I think he... I just think it kind of actually doesn't even matter at this point. He apologized for lashing out. He was hurt. Um... I think you pick up the phone Uh. and you say, I just, I did not mean to make you feel bad. Whatever part of this, maybe even you apologize. Like I apologize for not maybe handling it better for not thinking I do. You know, I am sorry that I, that I hate to say, I'm sorry I made you feel that way because that's not an apology, but you are. You're sorry if your actions hurt him. It was not personal. And just tell him that you love him. He was a huge part of your life and your mother's life and your kid's life. Like, you need to mend this. Mm. You made a mistake. You didn't do it deliberately. He made a mistake. He apologized, but you don't want to cut this person out. You should just at least pick up the phone. You don't even have to like even talk about it, but just be like, I'd love to move forward. And you know, I do love you. This, this person like voluntarily shared their life with you. This is not a, a dad where they're like related to you by blood. Like this guy has chosen to be active in your life. And I think maybe he deserves just a little bit more than this. I just can't imagine if my mom just died and this guy who hadn't been with her for nine years was like, fuck you for not inviting me. It's like, well, get out of here. Maybe give him a chance to apologize. Just, I think you don't want to totally close this door. That's all. That's the thing. Yeah, I would apologize. Not even apologize. I would reach out more for you than for him if you want him in your life. I was dealing with a lot. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. It was so hard. And then he'll probably say like, and I'm sorry, I should have, you know, whatever. But give it a a conversation as owed versus a text. Mm -hmm. Given how much of your lives you shared with each other. Yeah, yeah. Clearly he loved your mom, you know. It's not like he was there. He's like, I wasn't at the will reading. (laughs) Clearly there's a love there. Why else would he care so much? Plus he's sending Christmas gifts. Like, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. All right. Give him another chance. Yeah. 
Hi, Eliza. Emily, babysitter at Tianfu, newest members of the group, Brazilian Isles. I need some advice on how to keep your relationship fresh and interesting. My fiance, 28, male, white, and I, 28, female, Filipino, have been together for six years, and we don't have a lot of common interests. I tried getting into his hobbies, such as skiing and ice skating. It's just not my jam. Such as first-person shooter games, bass fishing. Skiing and ice Professional soccer. Similarly, okay. he tried getting into my hobbies too, but I can tell he's only doing it to make me happy. I don't want to force him to spend time with me on things I want to do, and he doesn't want to do that to me either. It gets to the point that when we're home together, we sometimes just go on our phones, scrolling aimlessly on social media, and eventually showing each other funny videos and memes while sitting on the couch next to each other. Any advice is That's appreciated. Okay. Much love from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Meeting you in person last year was definitely one of my highlights of the year. Thanks, Shani. Yo, Shani, if I knew that you could see the Northern Lights from Edmonton without going all the way to Iceland, I did know that. And I didn't want to go to Edmonton to see him. But, you know, check out those Northern Lights. Wow. You have an animal on your shoulder, Emily, that is reaching for your microphone. Why do you think I've I've had to put sheaths on all my wires because he bit through my headphones the other day? Oh, my God. Do you love having a cat, a shoulder cat? He doesn't ever ever do it except for now to mess with me. He doesn't do it out of love. I'm wondering, you guys have been together for six years Mm -hmm. and you're not married. Well, so 22 to 28, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you together because you don't want to be alone? I'm not saying that that's the case because it's okay to not, like Noah and I don't have a, we don't have all of our hobbies together, but it's okay to be comfortable. It's kind of not okay to be an old married couple before you're old or married. So is there a road trip you can take? Is there uh, something that you can discover together? It's totally okay to not be into like weird boy hobbies. And Lord knows very few men are into whatever weird shit girls are into, like overplucking their eyebrows and flattening their bangs (laughs) and like knitting. So I love how I just like reduce women down to that. But I think you either find something together that you can do together, find something that neither of you want to do, like clean out the garage but also ask yourself, like, why am I with this person? Or do you have a great time scrolling your phones together? Which is adorable and okay, but it's not, that's not, maybe after you've been married for a while, but like, this should still be like adventure time. And also when you suggest something, is he quick to shoot it down? Or is he like, all right, I'll do it. Like, if you're like, let's go take a cooking class. Let's do a drive. Like, let's drive somewhere. Let's rent a cabin. Let's build something. Sounds like he's down for it, but they just both can tell the other is not into what they like to do. So yeah, you're right. They need a third category of activity. Yeah, like what connects you though? Like why are you together? Is it just because he's nice? Because you're both nice? Like what connected you in the first place? Can you get back to that? Or is it that one of you is just super hot and the other one just really needs to be near that hot flame? But that's what I'm saying. So pick something fun, go on a local Facebook group or go in the paper Go to that big old mall you guys got. Do you guys like gambling? Trying to think of things that are in Edmonton. Go to an Oilers game. Find something just to get out of the house. Maybe just get drunk together. Maybe do some drugs. I'm just saying, is it cooking? It's something that at least that you like watching the other person do. Like, I don't love cooking, but I like hanging out with Noah while he does it, sort of. (laughs) So find what connects you and go from there. Or reevaluate the whole thing. No. Is it a threesome? Okay. okay. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say about Noah? Now that we've brought him up. Yeah, I do. So Noah. Wait, is it, I want uh, this I, to be like, did you see the Alec Baldwin video for his wife for her birthday? 
Wasn't it like he asked people to follow Please her? Please follow my That's wife. So she has almost a million. Please. I hate that. I hate when people celebrate numbers. <laughs> I really do. Like I have almost a million followers and that will be cool, but I'm never going to be like, thanks you guys. Thank you to all the bots and weird foot fetishists out there and people who forgot they followed me. They, oh my God, 10,000 followers. You guys, my small business that's attached to Instagram. Like there's something about that that grosses me out. Please follow me. But your fans no. need to galvanize like Alec Baldwin's but, fans. That being that being said, I'll I'll be the Alec Baldwin. He'll be the Ilaria. <laughs> and um, as many of you know, during the pandemic, Noah and I started a cooking show called Don't Panic Pantry. We did it every day for everyone as a place where people come together, feel good, know that we were cooking, uh, feel kind of safe. Uh, and get some information that was needed at the beginning of this entire mess. And we committed to it. We did over, I think, 230 episodes. And Noah got a cookbook deal with Knopf, a celebrated, uh, beloved publishing company that only does high-profile dope books. And his book, The Don't Panic Pantry Cookbook, forward written by yours truly, is out January 31st. And so... To celebrate that, um, along with the events, we'll be doing an event at the Long Beach Aquarium. People can <gasps> buy tickets to that. Oh, aquarium. that's so fun. In the tank. No, it is fun. Um, we will be, and he'll be on a little book tour as well, a little micro book tour, going to a couple cities. Very exciting for him. I shouldn't have said micro, but it's not like a 50 city tour, but <laughs> he's going to a couple cities. He's really working hard at this. I'm so proud of him. We'll be doing a Don't Panic Pantry live on the 22nd of January, Three o'clock Pacific Standard Time, six o'clock Eastern. We'll be posting the ingredients ahead of time so people can cook with us. Um, but we're going to be doing a promotional, say promotional just because it's it's not like with anyone other than Noah, uh, episode of Ask Eliza Anything with my husband, Chef. We're not even promotional. Author. We're doing an episode with a, yeah, yeah, it's with an a episode. wonderful right. guest with a lot of things to bring to the table. I shouldn't have said promotional, okay? <laughs> it's not a paid ad or nothing. Uh, with my husband, chef, author, Noah Gluten. So that will be, if you're listening to this episode, it's next week's episode. So if you have questions, it can be about cooking. It can be about advice. It can be about serving food for your family. It doesn't have to be like, I hate cilantro. What's a good substitute? Anything cooking related, uh, it can combine my podcast and cooking, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anything cooking adjacent, tangential related, write in those questions. It'll be he and I, and we'll be talking about this beautiful book, cooking, cooking tips, advice, sustainability, nutrition, any questions you got, DM got the answers. or email askalizapodcast at gmail.com. If you email, put something in the subject line to make it clear it is for Noah and uh, get, the, get those questions in sooner rather than later. Yeah. So very excited for that. <laughs> Hey there, Eliza, Emily, and all the fam. My name is Sarah, almost 40. Birthday is February 7th. We're almost twins, kinda. I truly yeah. enjoy your comedy, as this has got me through many days where I could barely crack a smile. I am married to my wife, Jennifer, 44. My mom, Carol, 79, has lived with us since 2014 due to the place she was renting Whoa. her house from selling the property, and she wasn't able to buy the house. My mom was single and working a job partially retired and didn't receive much money from SSI nor her employment. So I got my wife's approval to let her move from Montana where she was to Portland, Oregon, where we live. In 2020, my mom had a stroke and I became her full-time caregiver. I quit my job Ooh. and have been compensated through the state to care for her. She has recently been diagnosed with vascular dementia, which has made caring for her extremely stressful and so very oh. sad. 
I haven't taken care of my mom by myself for almost three years. No help from my brother or sister who do love my mom and have contact with her, but live in other states and have refused to help. Mom's doctor has suggested to her that she start thinking about maybe transferring to a care home where she will have people available for her around the clock and allow me to step down now. Mom did not like this idea. A few days later, I brought up to her and mentioned how I thought it was a good idea and assured her I would still see her all the time. We would still do things. It would be more fun this way because I could just go back to being her daughter and not her caregiver. I also told her that I was interested in pursuing a new career. She agreed it was the best idea. A day went by and she told me she just couldn't go in a home and that she wanted to remain home with me. And she was sorry. Like I said, nobody in my family is willing to step in and help me. Part of me feels bad for wanting to place my mom in a facility. But the other part of me knows that she will eventually need the type of care that I can't provide her and will have to go into a facility anyway. I really wanted someone's opinion on what I should do who is completely unattached to the situation. So what would Eliza do? Thank you so much. I'm sorry this was long as fuck. Love you all. That's so hard. What a great wife, though. That's just like... Yeah, man. Yeah. We're in it to win it. Is is it possible? I mean, what if what if it's a compromise where you go back to work full-time and you pay for full-time care that comes and helps mom? I don't, is that so doable? Expensive. With that money or does the will the state like supplement that? The state is probably like go into the home where we can do it our way. Can't help you with this because I don't know your mom and it and that's probably so scary for her and she doesn't want to like die sooner in a home. Is there at least a version where you take her to one nearby and show her how great it is? Is that I'm just like trying to explore other options because right now it's very black and white. It's like I'm here, I'm slowly dying taking care of my mom. Can your brother and sister chip in at all and be like, here's the situation, you fucking pieces of shit? Like, can the three of you pay? split it for full-time care. That way you can live your life. I mean, you have been such a good daughter. 2014, that's a lifetime. And so it's it's easy for me to be like, you need to do what works for you, but it's your mom, you love your mom. And your mom clearly has like the cognitive faculties to disagree with this. It's not like she's incapacitated and doesn't know. So I think you just sit down and you'd be like, here's what has to happen. I can't do this. Maybe get Zoom Zoom with mom and the brothers and sisters because it feels like they're doing this from far away and they're like, whatever. They may not realize how bad it is too. They're like, well, she's taking care of mom. Yeah. And you just say like, I need, you need, and also like, I hope your mom lives for a while and she's okay, but like you need to set up your life and your wife, like you guys need a home. Like you need to be wife and wife and like live like that. So think about what you want and think about what those compromises are. But I do- I'm annoyed that your brother and sister aren't helping, but I think between the three of you, perhaps you could financially solve this by having someone that comes at least from like nine to six or something. Yeah. I I also wonder like, this is a horrible question, but is it a short enough period of time? Do they think that you could just keep her at home and bear it for another- year max like what's what's that's the a lot prognosis? though a i year. know it's a, it's i know it's a lot of time also out of your life lie to your lie to your selfish brother and sister and be like i'm putting her in a home i need you to help me pay for it and maybe they will and then just take that money and get that full-time care that lives at your house or that comes to your house yeah i think that's this if you can but i'm sorry you need to first get on the horn with your brother and sister and mom and be like here's what's going on yeah 
Okay, I really want to move away from this question because it's very upsetting, and okay. I'm really sorry. We have a follow. You're a really good daughter. I lied. Make sure that make sure that will only has you. <laughs> Grab your mom's little hand and sign her name. Be like, all money goes to Donna. <laughs> Donna, the number one daughter. <laughs> Portland. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Uh, we do have a follow-up for the yes. follow-up. An update to sister-in-law uses her baby to bully me and follow-up question. I remember this. Emily, do you want to give a recap? Yeah, so this baby, <laughs> this woman or sister-in-law would be like, oh, the baby doesn't like you very much. Oh, the baby's favorite is the other one. Oh, the baby is not that into you. Instead of just saying, I hate your guts. Right. And so this person says, thanks for the quick response. Love and a little embarrassed that you knew the meaning of the name Morena. My name is uncommon and identifiable, so I picked something that sounded similar to my real name. I believe you're right about her being insecure and maybe a little jealous. We're both normal looking, although Bethany has made comments. So, Eliza, you had said, like, are you really hot? And she's a freak. 
<laughs> it's like my first line of questioning for everything is like, who's hotter? What's right. happening here? We're both normal looking, although Bethany has made comments over the years that lead me to believe she is unhappy with the size of her body and jealous of the size of mine. So there you go. For the hot, she's like jealous of the size of mine. Mine is huge, <laughs> and she she hopes to get bigger. For the holidays, since we were around each other a lot, I gave her no oxygen and did my best to take myself out of her game. On New York, you Year's Eve, us siblings and our partners went to a kickback where Bethany didn't know anyone. Thinking back on it, she didn't talk to anyone outside of siblings, didn't drink, and left early. Meanwhile, I drank, stayed late because we were selling fun, and became friends with a group of girls from Japan I just met. Thank you for affirming me and reminding me of the power I have. I'm not an annoying 16-year-old anymore. I'm a woman with my own life. My follow-up question is related to some of the bummers you pointed out about being a parent. I'm newly married, and we've decided to wait a few— because we were talking about the the sister-in-law. It's like, just go for a walk, have a fun drink. She can't go with you, right? So, Oh, like when you're hanging out? Yeah, like to get away from her, yeah. Uh, I'm newly married, and we've decided to wait a few years before having kids so that we can get established and enjoy married life together. I feel like we spend a lot of our time right now focused on our careers, but this year I want us to take even more advantage of being dinks and have some fun. What are some things we should definitely do before becoming parents so that time doesn't feel wasted? Thanks again and love the pod. Uh, just for people who are listening, I recently found out dinks means dual income, no kids. Mm-hmm. It is not a sexual no. affiliation. Um, travel. Travel, travel, travel. At the drop of a hat, change your plans. Travel, travel, travel. It's not that you can't travel with kids, but my bottom of the cob was going to be about how difficult my trip was to enjoy because I missed my daughter so much. Um, so even if you remove the logistics of traveling with kids and how expensive it is and how exhausting it is, you miss them so much. So travel, meet other couples. I mean, even if you don't have a ton of money, the ability to just do things at the drop of a hat, not consider a third person. Uh, I would travel. I would spend money on stupid things. Um, and that's really it. I mean, my life is not super encumbered by her, but the traveling for your heart and your finances. That's it, baby. Oh, and enjoy like the way alcohol makes you feel and going to bed late because once you've had a baby, like it's just weird and different, at least for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Going to bed at nine, feeling real good about it, having dinner at six. I've been I'm loving it. I've been so upset because I haven't been able to go to bed at nine because I have to give one of the cats eye medicine every eight hours and one's at 11 oh, p.m. And so I get in bed at nine and just try and stay awake until 11. How is it? This is the second cat now you've had that has an eye issue. I know. It's a real problem. It's real By tough. proxy. Okay. It's a real problem by proxy. <laughs> okay. Hi. Right. Hi there. Hope you wise ladies can help me with a tricky situation with a friend. I'm a 32-year-old married female, and my friend, who we will call Harper, is a 35-year-old female in a long-term relationship. Harper and I only met three years ago, but we instantly hit it off, and she's become one of my closest friends. She has a heart of gold and is just a wonderful person. Harper is very into Botox and fillers and always trying new injectables to tweak her appearance. I personally am not into injectables at all. No judgment for those who use them, but I have many reasons for being against them personally, mainly around the unknown long-term health effects and how easy it seems it can be to get hooked on them. On that note, over the past year or so, Harper has gone way overboard. Her face looks almost entirely different than when I met her. She looks incredibly unnatural and frankly, just bad. My friends and family have made comments to me when they see us together on social media like, so what's with your friend who has all the work done? 
I even once overheard some of my husband's friends saying she looks like Michael Jackson or a hooker. Yes, I know this is super mean of them. It had been on my mind I needed to find a loving way to talk to Harper about this. I once broached the subject, saying something about societal pressures on women to not age, and she got slightly defensive and said, injectables make me feel more confident and there's nothing wrong with that. Not long after this, Harper had an autoimmune health scare and as part of her treatment, her doctor recommended no injectables for several months. I thought this was potentially a blessing in disguise as her work wore off, she'd realized she overdid it. However, she's nearing the time frame her doctor gave her and she's been saying how excited she is to finally get things done again. She even said she hates seeing recent pictures of herself where she can see visible wrinkles and hates how, quote, small her lips have gotten. Side note, I can barely even tell that any of her work has worn off. It breaks my heart that such a great friend clearly has some underlying insecurities about her appearance. Any advice on how to potentially help her? I know you're always saying women should be afraid to talk to their friends about tough subjects, and I usually have no issue doing so, but this situation feels extra delicate because it involves her appearance and insecurities. If it goes poorly, I'm afraid how it might affect our friendship. Thank yeah. you. That's fair because, yeah, that's fair. I always say women should have com- t- tough conversation with their friends. It's like, hey, your boyfriend's abusive. Like things where you're like, I'm literally doing this for your safety. And if you want to break up with me as a friend, like at least I've said my piece. This is trickier because this is, it's so complex and layered. Like you feel this, she feels this way about herself from not only societal pressure, but the way she grew up. This is such a deep-seated self-esteem issue. Everybody has self-esteem issues in one way or another. Um, And I hear you when you don't do injectables. I don't do anything like that. Um, It's very easy to look at other people and be like, oh, how can you do that? Or to kind of judge that. You're also not as old as her. And I appreciate that you're within like shooting range of 35. It's always tough when someone younger tell someone older not to do something because the older person will look at you and be like, well, when you're my age, you might do this. Yeah. And you might, you know, you don't know. It doesn't sound like she's going to be receptive to this and you don't want this to become combative or uncomfortable. The truth is it doesn't actually matter for your friendship what she does to her face. And the other truth is nobody wants to look weird looking. She might think she looks good and that's the slippery slope with these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and if something does look weird, like then that's an accident and there's an imbalance and that's not what she intended. But it's 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 like, if you really want to go digging, you might dig up, you might bite off more than you can <laughs> chew in terms of saying something. Yeah, the fact that she's saying she can tell a big difference and you, you, there's nothing different with her face. And she's like, oh, my face is getting wrinkly. I can't wait to inject more stuff. And they're like, there's clearly some sort of dysmorphia going on dysmorphia. that's, that's, that's yeah. outside. No, nothing you say is going to change that for her, unfortunately. I mean, at the gentlest, like you almost want to throw out feeler conversations to see how she'll react. Cause you don't want to get into a whole thing and you don't want to be her therapist. You know, maybe being with her and just being like, hey, I just want to let you know it's been like seven months and I think you look great. Like, I th- maybe like, give, you know, be like, you, I haven't even noticed it. Like, are you sure? It's tough because you don't want to be like, are you sure you want to do more? Because now you're questioning her ideas and you're questioning almost her intelligence and her like knowing her own body. But maybe throwing out a feeler compliment, being like, I think you look great. Like, are you sure you want to do more? And just see how she reacts to that. Mm -hmm. But you're dealing with a lot of complexity plus societal pressure. And I think it just might be 
too complex. Because again, if her face is fucked up, there's nothing she can do about it. She knows that. So problem is she needs like a sibling to be like, you look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, like it can't come from you. Yeah. You know, maybe she'll say a couple things. Maybe you can like keep an ear out for if she does say something about her face. And maybe, you know, there is the version. I don't know the dynamic between the two of you, but there is the version where you, uh, this is the opposite of what I just said, where you're just like, hey, I just want to talk to you. Be like, I've noticed you're really ramping up these injectables and you're such a beautiful girl. I think it's, you know, God, I don't fucking know. It's so, I don't know why this is so... It just feels so loaded. It's tough. I mean, people become bulimic and anorexic and obsess about their bodies over almost nothing sometimes, you know, and people hate their faces. And I mean, I have a pretty high self-esteem and I sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like these things run so deep. So all you can do is be a good friend to her. And if she asks you anything, you can just be like, I don't think you need anything more, but I am, you're not here to fuck her. You're here to be her friend. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're attracted to her. Are you, is, I don't think this is true, but is there part of you that like, you don't want to deal with the comments, Mm. you know? And if those people didn't say anything, would this be as big of an issue? And also maybe being a friend is being like, that's a really fucked up thing to say. Like, would you say that to her face, to her Michael Jackson face? Um, And could you so that we can move past this? (laughs) Also like, is it really that bad? Yeah, right. Is it really that bad? (laughs) That's funny. That's really funny. Could you? But there is the version where you call and you be like, I just want to let you know, I think you're absolutely beautiful and I'm just looking out for you. I just don't want you to do too much and then you can't go back. Mm. And then she'll say to you like, um, I keep an eye on this. My doctor is really, really good. We know what we're doing. There are doctors out there that will just keep taking your money. Um, so it might just not be, I mean, not all friendships have 100%, not actually, no, no friendship has 1000% transparency where you can just talk about literally everything. There's always sore spots and soft spots and this might be one of them. Yeah. So there might be a chance where you can say how you feel, but you might just have to live and let live. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and the rest of the AIA crew. That means you hot, Scotty. I'm 39, married, yeah. straight female, not a trucker nurse or in grad school. Ha <laughs> ha. this is Katrina we can use a first name exciting my mom hosted Christmas for the extended family my uncle didn't come because he was sick but his wife my aunt mom's sister did come my aunt sat across the table from me and my husband and hacked up a lung during dinner there were assigned seats at dinner 48 hours after that encounter both my husband and I started feeling a scratchy throat I tested the next day and it was positive for COVID I know for a fact that I got it from my aunt. My husband and I work from home. We'll wear masks every time we go out. Plus, we were snowed in for a few days before Christmas. So we couldn't see anyone or do anything before the party. My aunt came to the party because she was, quote, not sick and said my uncle, quote, just had a cold. Of course, they didn't do a COVID test to be sure. Why would they? In their minds, COVID isn't real. She even told my father that same night that she, quote, isn't going to be putting that stuff in her body anymore when they were discussing vaccines. More context, I have an autoimmune disease, so when I get sick, it majorly kicks my ass, and I pick things up more than the average Joe. My husband also has underlying conditions. I had COVID March 2020 when you and Smokey Husky had it, and it was bad. Then I got it again before the 2022 July 4th holiday. We have been so, so careful. We don't see friends That's when as I much. Had it. And don't go out and do things like we used to. And of course, we've been vaccinated up one side and down the other, another booster right before Thanksgiving this year. 
I want to draw a definitive line in the sand and never, ever spend another holiday with these fundamental Christian wackos who deny that COVID is real and refuse to be vaccinated. That being said, I know it will really hurt my mom if I put up that boundary. I'm pissed at her too because she didn't tell her sister not to come when she found out that my uncle was sick, but that's another question altogether. These fuckers made us have to cancel our holiday plans with the family we did want to see, cancel celebrating my dad and husband's birthdays, and ruined my two-week vacation. My aunt started to feel sick the day after Christmas. She also got my 88-year-old grandma, who has MS, sick as well. So, do you think I can slash should cut these useless people out of my life for good? My mom's entire side of the family are COVID deniers, by the way. My parents aren't. I know life is short and family is important, but our health, our time, and our overall well-being should also be considered... Thank you for your sage wisdom. I can't wait to see you in Portland, Oregon again. I'm pretty sure I've seen you nearly every time you've come to town. Also, happy 40th birthday this year. I'm turning the big 4-0 soon too. Eek. You guys are twinsies. We are twinsies. We are COVID COVID mirror twinsies. You cannot make her get a vaccine, obviously, and you cannot make her believe in science. But what you can request is that if it's the holidays at your house, is that right? No, it was at her mom's house. And aunt came knowing that she was sick. Okay. Everybody needs to test. That way, you don't have to get a vaccine. Everybody, the tests are free. Everybody has to test. And an email goes out. We did this for our Thanksgiving. We have pregnant relatives. We have babies here. Everybody has to test. And we ask that, I mean, now granted, we all believe in science. So people had no problem like staying in, staying safe, whatever. If you're coming on a plane, people wore masks. Everybody has to test. And it's got to be a real test. And if they're not even willing to do that, then they're not invited. And your mom and you need to be, have like an alliance and be on the same side for this because that is too big a price to pay. Everybody has to test and everybody really should test in the days coming. It's tough because you can test negative and still have it or they're just not invited. And your mom has to be on the same page and be like, you got them sick. And it, it, by the way, like the odds of them coming again and them getting you sick, but this is more about just respecting each other. I get you don't want to get a vaccine because you totally know the chemical compound of literally everything that's ever gone in your body. Um, so of course you're worried of a vaccine, but there should be no issue with testing. I I think what's frustrating, it's like the testing, yes. The question that's being asked is, can I cut them out? Can we do this? Can we do that? Yes. I think the part that really is infuriating to this person and infuriating to me is that this woman knew her husband was sick, knew it was possibly yeah. COVID, yes. knew she probably had it and went there anyway. And that disrespect is just so maddening and that like lack of yeah. care. All the testing in the world doesn't matter because that's the person who's going to lie and say, I tested negative or like take a but picture from the internet. To- you know, right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be like uploaded with your license. There are also like third party. Ver- I mean, I've had to do with all these yeah. recently. Third party verification. Like you shouldn't have to do this. Your family should love you and care. Um, yeah. You should have no problem putting this to her. By the way, she could have thought she was just sick. Some people get COVID. It's not so bad. But the fact that you would go even with a cold, knowing someone has an autoimmune issue, is super fucked up. Even if you knew for the fact it was just for a fact it was just a cold, you shouldn't have been going. No. So. There's also, you know, so part of me is like, put this to them, see what they say. But like, you don't need the stress, especially like we're the same way. Like we wear masks because we have a baby at home. We're very safe. And when someone like people like us get sick, it's extra infuriating because like we're doing all the right things and responsible things. So fuck them. Fuck that. But get your mom on your side. Because this should be a united front, not just you being like that one liberal nut. Yeah, if the aunt, that wants to take away your guns, the aunt got her daughter and her mother sick. Like, come on. Yeah, 
Okay, th- this email subject, old fur babies versus fresh flesh baby. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Eliza Biscuit Nose and fam. Hello, all. I'm Mackenzie, 34 female. I'm due with my first child in seven weeks, and I need some advice. My husband and I have two dogs, Meatball and Rigatoni, and we keep getting comments like, those dogs won't know what to do when they actually have to become dogs, and you better stop spoiling them so much or they'll be too jealous when you can't pay any attention to them. And to be honest, it makes my blood boil. My dogs are my babies too, and I know you can relate. It's not that I don't know that priorities change when you have a human baby, like, duh. But damn, what do I say to these naysayers? Cough, my parents, cough. I know they will never love my pets like I do, and even if there is some truth to it, I'm just so tired of the just wait until, just you wait until dot, dot, dot comments. Do things really change that much? Was there anything special you did for Tianfu to make the transition easier? Thanks, Liza and Emily. Love you both so much. P.S., who do I need to talk to to get you to come to Portland, Eliza? You'll oh, be there, right? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, got a, we have a big tour coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just there for my last tour. So, but I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. Don't worry. We would never, never, ever leave Portland off. Unless you mean Portland, Maine, which I'm also coming to. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, she means Portland, Oregon. Um, first of all, this is going to be a really unpopular opinion given that two people have already said it. I have never used and will never use and do not condone the term fur babies. I just I, don't. I love it in contrast to fresh flesh baby. I'm going to call people human babies flesh babies. A flesh baby. <laughs> uh, I also don't ever call my dogs my children. I appreciate that some people do. It is not, it is a bridge I would never cross even before I had kids. I just, I would call, I would have called Blanche my soulmate and my wife, <laughs> but never my child. It's much more sensual than that. Listen, Tianfu is baby. Tianfu is my baby, is baby. And we're very sweet to her and we did everything with her. And especially leading up to giving birth, like you're extra nesty. It is a chemical thing. You clean more, you get your house ready more. And when I look back in the days and weeks before I gave birth to Sierra, the obsessive psychotic amount of pictures I took of the dog like blurry pictures, pictures of her sleeping, pictures of her doing nothing, just like, oh my God, look at this guy. Because chemically, like you're getting ready to care for something. I came home from the hospital with my baby and I looked at Tianfu and I looked at Noah and I was like, oh no, I don't love Tianfu as much. What? Like I just don't. And Noah goes, counterpoint, he goes, you love her an appropriate amount now. (laughs) (laughs) It does change. Your heart can get bigger, but it is, you'll see. It doesn't mean you don't love your dog, but you're focused as a mother instinctively on caring for your baby. The dogs adapt. Tianfu did not like the baby, not in a bad way, just like avoided her completely. And now when we play with the baby, Tianfu comes right in and she's a tiny, adorable dog and the baby plays with her. The animals figure it out. You don't have to do anything. Hopefully these aren't like aggressive, large dogs. Um, Tianfu is just like a little stuffed animal, but um, the dogs figure it out. And you have time to be with the dogs. Like Tianfu's favorite time is after Sierra goes to bed. Like she's like, cool, it's just the three of us. And she gets in bed and she cuddles even more now. So they cherish their time with you. It all works itself out, okay? Mm -hmm. So don't worry about it. You only have to put up for seven more weeks with these people in their comments. And when they say something, just be like, I think it'll work out just fine. I plan on breastfeeding all of them equally. (laughs) Kick it, dog milk. Insert Emily's intense descriptive voice of age and gender here. I, 30, female. My partner, 34, male. 
my partner is a chef. Can we talk about the consistent question? OMG, does he just cook for you every single day? It's like, no, Becky, do you do accounting for your partner every day? Didn't think so. Eat glass. I digress. Oh, Jesus. All right. We are on the road to getting engaged and eventually married, obviously. I work in the wine industry and know I can get wine for our wedding at cost. My boyfriend, who is a Michelin Wait, star. can I just say one thing? Yeah. One thing? She's like, does he cook for you all the time? No. Uh, Noah does cook for me all the time. And apparently, you do get wine all the time because you're getting it for your wedding. <laughs> Whoa. You get, no, the worst is like, you getting drunk all the time? You're like, yeah, I'm drunk at work. More, more cab, please. My boyfriend, who is a Michelin star chef, wants to do all of the prep and most of the cooking himself. He does have oh, great no. connections with purveyors, which is all wonderful, though I think he's going to burn himself out. We will likely have 75 to 80 people with a 20K oh budget. We have talked about non-traditional venues, though I assume many venues will likely have us use their menu because capitalism. What did you guys do for your wedding in regards to food with Noah being a chef? Okay, first of all, it's pronounced Michelin, number two, which is funny to me because, like, if there's anything French traveling tire salesmen know, it's good food. Look into the history of the Michelin. Star, um, do not let your husband do that. Under no circumstances should he be doing that leading mm-hmm. up to or on the day of the wedding, okay? I understand some chefs want control. Um, yes, some venues will make you use their sad menu and their chefs and their food. We found a venue. Uh, it was just a blank space, basically, and Noah pulled in a favor with uh, our friend, his friend, who he also wrote on vegetables with, Jeremy Fox. So Jeremy did the catering and the menu, and they allowed us to bring that in. So there is a version where I would have your husband pick a friend of his that he trusts and maybe ask that as a favor, or maybe if that's the wedding gift or something like that. Your husband's going to need control over that menu because food means a lot to him. So find a venue that will allow him to exert that control, whether it is bringing your own food or designing your own menu, but he cannot be doing that cooking. He will burn himself out. He will go crazy. That will be a terrible experience. That's so stressful. So he, I don't know if Noah helped. A lot of the recipes were from Jeremy's book and Noah loves Jeremy's cooking anyway. So it was just a gift. And that's what you want is someone else to do it. Uh So be involved in terms of finding the person and maybe planning the menu, but He's got to let that go. It will be a miserable day. Yeah. What's he going to do? On your wedding day, get up early and go like peel carrots? No. <laughs> He's got to be go, going and getting his beard trimmed and drinking scotch and taking a dump. A big pre-wedding dump. That's, that's what all guys do on their wedding. Hi, Liza and Emily. I adore and listen to your podcast every week. It brings me so much joy to the point that when I see a new episode added, I give a quick Eliza scream and start listening immediately. Quick question. How excited is Eliza? The book club too. The next chapter is coming out in May. Please tell me she's walking the red carpet at the premiere. P.S. I read All Things Aside and loved it so much. I gave it to my two best friends for Christmas. Lots of love, Daniel. Now, I've been getting a lot of DMs about book club too. Do you even remember why what people is- would ask you about this? No. Oh my God. Oh, wait. <laughs> it was the, the movie that I can't remember that I saw. <laughs> that I know you saw, that I know you paid for. So do you remember seeing Book Club yet? Are you going to see Book Club too? Yeah. You don't. You don't. You 100% don't. What? Why is this a thing? Because what, it why was is so shocking. It's one of our biggest on-pod arguments. That I said I saw it, but I don't remember seeing it. No, that you said that you didn't. You said you didn't see it and you had no recollection of it at all. And I know for a fact, not only did you watch the first half on a plane, you then came home 
tried to find it streaming. It wasn't, and you paid to rent it so you could finish it. And this was I think I, yeah. two houses ago. I, I remember that. where you were. Okay, I believe that. I also get a pass because I had a baby and like I'm, I think I have like some sort of dementia because the, the things, the pages of my life, I don't recall, particularly well, people. So you're going to probably faces. love the sequel. So there's a movie out there so just excited. for you. Okay, top of the cup. I'm definitely going to watch it. Top okay. of the cup. It's the top of the cup. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cup. It's not, it's not, not only do I not remember a movie, I don't even remember the joke. Now I remember. I mean, I remember. All right, look. All right, look. Um, I have... Okay, my top of the cup is this. Obviously, I went to Iceland. I know people want to... I know people... I know you guys want to hear about my trip. It is a beautiful country. Um, in my mind, I was going to have my phone off the whole time and do like this neurological reset. And I did have it off for a lot of it. And I didn't post a ton. Um, but you can only drive so much across an icy expanse before you're like, I turn my phone on. And I think the cell phone was like invented in Iceland. So there was exceptional coverage even by like waterfalls. <laughs> it's gorgeous. The people are great. It was great. I did a show there, fully sold out. Crowd was awesome. Great sense of humor. Not, so my opening joke was, Iceland, your nature is beautiful. Your people are lovely. Your food is available. And then I just kind of went in on that. The food was fine. It's a lot of fish, no spice. Noah posted whatever. gorgeous pictures of foods I didn't understand. Like he had such a reverence for it. And I was just like, huh, interesting. You're probably choices. thinking of Jomfruin, which was the Danish restaurant where they do smorbrød, smorbrød, uh, smorbrød, which is like open face sandwiches. And he had, and I hate dill. And it had like dill, aquavit, and a raw egg. Anyways, I got, I got locks. Um, that being said, we do it. I miss my daughter so much. That was going to also be a bottom of the cob, but something else has taken precedence. Um, and uh, the last night we went to a restaurant called Ox. It was an O-X. There's an accent over the O. We made the reservation as we were taking off from LA. Uh, it's an exclusive, like really hard to get reservation. It is not cheap. And you walk in and it's like an 11 person seated dinner. I've done dinners like this before where it's just like single bites and it was 20 courses, but they're small bites, whatever. This was, and I'm not exaggerating, I think the best meal I've ever had in my entire life, which is crazy in a city that like doesn't have like exceptional food. This came out of nowhere. I think Noah agrees. It was so outstanding. Mm -hmm. I shan't bore you with the details, but my top of the cob is at dinner, we sat next to a couple and they were a good looking couple, probably a little bit younger than us. Um, black turtlenecks, the girl was in like leather pants and they were kissing a lot. And I heard them speaking German and I turned to them and I was like, are you from Berlin? They were like, how did you know this? And I was like, I could hear your accent. Also, you're in black turtlenecks. Like this is straight <laughs> out of Sprockets. So we start talking and the guy works in like tech and I didn't, I don't know what the girl does. And we made friends with another woman. So the five of us all go out for drinks after. We've had wine with every pairing of this meal. Like we are blasted. We're getting drunk and we're so drunk and Noah and I go back to our hotel room and I'm getting in a bath because they have so much delicious free clean water there that I'm like drinking water in the bath, wasted. <laughs> and I was like, that couple was so great. We're going to visit them when we go to Germany next time. And Noah was like, they were trying to have sex with us. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? He go I was like, they didn't say anything to me. He goes, that is what he talked to me about most of the night. Oh, no. And no, but like in a very like sex positive, 
non-pressuring way like, yes, and if you, because the guy kept being like, I'm going to get the DJ to come back to my hotel and we will all go. And I was like, I don't know if I, it's it's 1 a.m. I'm kind of like, we will all go. And he was like, and then we can switch partners if you like, but if you do not want this, that is okay as well. <laughs> and then at one point he was like, it will come to, I was like, oh, I've played Berlin. I'm going next year. And he was like, yes, when you come to Berlin, I will make you schnitzel. Because we showed him that there's a restaurant chain called Wiener Schnitzel mm-hmm. in the States that does not serve schnitzel. It's just hot dogs. And he was like appalled. When you come to my house, I will make you schnitzel. And then we can all have sex. But if you do not want to have the sex, we can just have dinner. Like it was so, and he goes, we had a sex party on New Year's Eve, but there were too many vaginas and not enough penises. Like, I think this dude was just in the nicest way, like just down to have sex with anyone at a party. And they were lovely and we were going to be friends with them. Oh, great. You can have sex. I could have sex with you or your wife, or we could switch, or we could do none of these things. It's okay as well. Very they were polite. Great. What about that very, poor fifth lady? That fifth wheel. Was she, were they inviting her to have sex with them? No. Mm. She was not invited. Mm. Or she wasn't. I don't know about it. But they were all great. And we had the best time at Ox. Shout out to Ox restaurant in Reykjavik for the tastiest of times. What's your top of the cup? My top of the cup is I finally got my COVID booster and I got it at Publix. And the lady that worked there was so nice because she's like, how's your day going so far? And I'm like, I'm very nervous for the shot. So I already took my Xanax so that I won't pass out. And she goes, Jesus. okay. And then she's like, you know, I got stuck on a roller coaster once. And she like gives me a shot. She tells the story. And she goes, I was telling you that story to distract you. And I was like, yeah, I know. Thank Aww. you very much. Like it was Aww. so, it was so like earnest. And like, she's like, I was, I, and I was like, thank you. And you know what? I didn't pass out. So. Okay. It'd be funny if you were just like, I know this. I was trying to stay awake because your story was so boring. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great that as a full adult. You took a full Xanax for a point two five milligram, and then you drove. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad someone did something sweet. I'm sure. I'm glad that she didn't just check out. I was honestly, I feel like this, like deep into everything. I was like, I'm gonna get. What is, is it going to be? Somebody who was just stocking the soups that the Publix is going to come over and inject me? You know. But I was like, no, this lady's on it. I like her. You know, we're dealing with this more and more. Just people. Not giving a shit. My car, once again, a <gasps> Volvo XC60, completely. <laughs> God damn it. Tianfu, stop. is rebelling. My Volvo completely died. Again. And is in the shop for like a third time in just over a year. They towed it. They called me. I missed the call. I called back three times. Oh. No one answered. They close on the weekends, which no one told me. And I called back today, MLK Day. They answered. I asked to speak to the guy. They sent me to his voicemail. No one was like, by the way, he's not here. So they just take your car. Don't tell you what's up. Like, what if I was a single mom that needed my car? And they're like, sorry, we're closed and no one's telling you. And I was just like, you either need to give me, this is a lemon or I'm going to start live tweeting about how much Volvo has like fucked me. So if you work there, just know you guys are doing a real bad job. Oh boy. In parts and maintenance. My bottom of the cob is so fucking gnarly. I think you should go first. Oh, well, so mine, I only did that as my top of the cob so I could say this bottom. Um, okay. Look, everybody get your COVID booster, et cetera, et cetera. It's helpful. It's good. Um, my 
I got such a sore back and sore muscles from my COVID booster that I still like cannot sleep. All the muscles around really? that arm hurt and it is driving me nuts. It's already so hard to sleep with the baby cats fighting on my face. Sure. And my back hurts so bad and I know it's like muscle. Oh I know it's from the booster and still get your boosters. Where I'd rather have this than COVID, but I'm mad about it because I'm just like, oh, I finally did the right thing and now I'm like, uh, Are you sure it's not because of your like you were so relaxed on your drive home from Publix that you pulled a muscle? I'm pretty so sure. relaxed. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Did you walk up the stairs in your house? Like was your body atrophying and you were like, wait, I gotta get to the toilet? No. <laughs> no, because it's literally just everything around the arm I got the shot Oof. on. It's so strange. That is strange. I'll be fine. Get okay. your COVID booster, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> My, I feel, I don't know how I feel about this bottom of the cob, like sharing it. Oh no. But it's very public now. Okay. So basically I get a phone call yesterday from my stepmom who never calls me. Are you allowed to share this? And I'm like, I think so. I mean, it's in the news. It is in the news, but people don't know that last name associated with your last name. Are listeners going to be cool and not like reach out to her and say, sorry. I don't know. I mean... Okay. All right. It's really crazy. It is really crazy. Okay. Proceed. Guys, be cool. I, okay. Don't 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 message don't anyone cool. about don't. this. Anyway, she calls. She's like, Eliza. And I'm like, oh my God. My dad died. Yeah. Yeah. Cause why else would your stepmom at night be calling you? And and then I'm like, yeah. She's like, I have to tell you something. And I start like <laughs> like tunnel vision. I'm like, oh my God, like this is when it happens. But then I hear my dad and I'm like, uh-huh. okay. And they're like, we wanted to call you. Um, we have to tell you something. It's pretty awful. And you're going to hear about it on the news. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, my brother. Oh God. Because my brother lives in Northern California and like an area that there were fires. Like it just gets ravaged by nature mm-hmm. when it rains and it's been so rainy here. And like, he just lives in such a treacherous area. And I'm like, okay. To say thankfully makes it sound as if it's good that this happened, but it, it was just, you know, I think it's very human to be like, oh, okay, I hope it's not X, Y, and Z. But basically, her brother, so my uncle, my stepmom, I've known her my whole life, was murdered by his own son in his house. And I tried Googling, like, man murdered Orange County, and that brought up so many results for so many other murder cases but it's just a really horrific thing to, I mean, I definitely knew him. I'd never met the son. And if I had, it was forever ago. Yeah. But I felt so bad for their family, their siblings, and just this freak thing. The son was, I mean, I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't tell any, any more details about it. <laughs> what, um, what do you but, write on the card yeah. for those flowers? I guess I'm just, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I only share it because it is a freak thing. This is not like a sensationalism thing. I felt so bad for her, you know, and their siblings and having to deal with that. And I felt bad for my uncle who has done everything for this kid who was clearly very troubled. Um, And it was just really sad. And then in that moment, I called my brother to say, I love you. Like sometimes when horrible things happen, it like prompts you to call the people that you love. And so it is crazy how things like can just change in an instant and it's just such a freak thing. That's my bottom of the cob. I mean, that is so bad. Yeah, that's pretty... It's horrible, so... Um, 
Yeah, there's something about, I mean, I'm not, I don't have any details, but like, you know, I'm not sharing anything. This is all super Googleable, but it is just really sad. So, yeah. Um, woof. Folks, <laughs> how do you end? Uh, send in your questions for the Noah episode, cooking environment. Listen to this. What is this? What is it? Yeah, send in your questions, cooking-related questions. This can be about what do I serve. This can be about what do I make on a first date. This can be about yeah, sustainability. Let's, let's not get a lot. What? Let's not get a lot of like exactly how much paprika should I put in. That's ask the question that you think would be interesting yeah. for other people to hear the answer to. And let's not get any questions about how to pronounce paprika um, correctly. So, food questions, sustainability. You know, a big question of the book is like, what should I eat? How should I eat? You know, I'm, I want to do less meat, but I don't know how to do it. Just whatever you got. And if they're bad, we won't answer. And if they're good, it'd be great. And uh, tune in for our Don't Panic Pantry. Oh, I guess you won't be hearing that. Well, you maybe will. Yeah. Tune in for our live Don't Panic Pantry. It'll be this January 22nd, Sunday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That makes it 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And remember, there's always time for a dog. Who's that? Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.